0: The Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. Sorry to make you all wait. The snow is indeed starting to settle. It looks like tomorrow will be a cold day, but uh, Heinrich, as you'll be underground, I don't suppose it makes too much difference. Yeah, yeah, indeed, there is that. But I think that all the trying to slice open my gizzard will definitely be of more immediate concern. Ah, uh, yes, I've uh, no doubt about that. I can only hope that holy Mermidia blesses you with her protection. Perhaps, to take your mind off such things, we should turn our attention away from your near future and look back through the mists of time at great events that have already enriched the history books, such as The Voyage of Marco Colombo. Ah, yeah, yeah. Heinrich, if you're ready to continue, we will be all ears. We'd reached the point at which Marco and his three ships had just finished conducting repairs on the Sorcerer's Island after their close call with a Kraken. What happened next? Yeah, yeah. With the finally fixed on Giovanni's vessel La Sirene, they were ready to set sail for the west. Now, on the map that Marco had gotten from my grandpapa, a large stepped pyramid had been marked as being on the coast at the most northern corner of Lustria, and this was his initial objective, as it was the easiest of the numerous cities of the lizard men to get to. It was now early summer, so the weather was clement, and the winds were with the ships. They were to be at sea for the next four months, but the good weather would not be with them for that period not by a long stretch. The route that Marco intended to take to reach the coast of Lustria was not exactly direct. It would first take them south and then slowly but precisely need to be collected to take them due west. This was so they could avoid the dangerous waters near Uthran and the high elves. As they neared the shores of Lustria, it would then be necessary to do the same in reverse, heading north to avoid the undead plagued Vampire Coast, but also be sure to not go too far north so as to avoid the waters controlled by the longships of the Norse. Things started out well, and the three ships made rapid progress out into the great ocean. But this did not last long. The winds that had initially sped them on their way changed, and soon Marco and his men found themselves battling against the elements as their boats were engulfed in an almost unnatural storm. The waves rose up again and again high over the vessels and crashed over their decks, taking a few unlucky sailors away to the bottom of the ocean. The crews of all three ships were experienced seamen, and eventually they came out the other side of the storm into much calmer waters. In fact, far too calm. The winds had blown themselves out, and the boats found themselves stranded on a windless ocean. The vessels were stuck this way for just under two weeks, The sky above was cloudless, and the sun unrelentingly beat down on the ships and their crews. All through this period, the ear-piercing squeals of the captured scaven in the holds tore at the nerves of the sailors on each ship. But eventually, the breeze picked up, and the three ships were once more able to continue their passage across the ocean, although the traumatic fortnight had sowed the seeds of mutiny in the sailors. Many spoke in whispered tones that the voyage was cursed. As you may imagine, it was on the cruel Giovanni ship that the most vocal malcontents were to be found. The vessels made good progress for the next few weeks until, suddenly, the sky became blocked out by unnatural dark clouds and the compasses on each ship began to spin wildly round and round the phenomena continued for the next few days of sailing and showed no signs of abating stubborn Marco continued to sail onwards despite the fact that he could neither see the stars nor the sun once more mutinous voices began to stir up dissent amongst the crews and calls to abandon the voyage grew. The three captains eventually held a meeting and Giovanni himself brought the issue up with Marco. Marco, Marco, you have to understand we have been mauled by a crack half drowned by the fury of man baked dry on the becalmed calmed waters and now we are lost in some cursed part of the ocean and through it all we have had to endure the piercing squeals of those wretched ratmen you've chained up below decks we are not meant to reach the lands of lustria let us turn back now there are many riches on the island of sorcerers we can regroup our losses there
1: NO! Speak since, Giovanni. We've come too far to turn back, and I certainly would not give up on our quest just to simply raid and plunder our allies. These travails are merely sent to test us luck to the skies. The gods will give us a sign. I guarantee it.
0: At that very moment, as he gestured to the sky... A vast flock of gigantic reptilian bird-like creatures soared overhead. Marco immediately recognized them as pterodons, the creatures he had read about in the tale of Ibn Jalaba many years earlier. He also realized that such a flock would be heading towards a land, and he quickly gave instructions for the three ships to follow the flying creatures. This was the first of many groups of pterodons that the trio of boats would follow as they traversed the ocean, all heading in the same direction. The migrating flocks led Marco and his crews out of the mysterious part of the ocean they had been trapped in and within sight of the shores of Lustria. It took the ships less than a week to sight land and... To finish off this part of the story of Marco's journey to the New World, I think it would be appropriate to quote directly from his official record of the voyage, which I have with me.
1: On the eve of the Feast of Sacred Mermidia, our lookout in the crow's nest sighted land. I was sure it was Lustria at last. We had been at sea for 144 days and the men were getting restless. For the last few days I had seen mutiny in their eyes. Now everybody cheered and the prospect of fresh water, food and perhaps riches banished all thoughts of mischief from their minds. We anchored offshore and prepared to land the next day.